Welcome to Home Design Chat with Nancy. Are you remodeling or building your dream home? We will chat about everything from the ceilings to the floors and everything in between. Any questions you might have can be emailed to me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. And this podcast is being brought to you by Premier Lighting. Well, today's July 9th, and it's another sunny day in Scottsdale, Arizona. And do you guys out there have smart homes? Well, we're going to find out how smart your home is because Ben from Desert Valley AV stopped by, and we're going to talk about what he does every day. So, Ben, and I neglected to say your name. What is your last name? Uh, Kale. Thank you. Kale like the vegetable. So Ben is a systems designer with Desert Valley AZ. First of all, I want to know, what does the AV stand for in that? Audio video. Okay. How much audio video? A lot. A lot? (laughs) Is that what you do every day? (laughs) That's that's our life every day. So I had a client that uh, Ben was working on her house. She remodeled the whole thing, and that's how I met him. And I was really... Um, kind of excited to see what was going on. She had cameras all over the place and, wow, TVs all over the place. Remember that? Oh, yeah. 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 So talking about equipment, um, what do you guys specialize in actually? So anything really related in your home. So um, TVs, speakers, um, security systems, which also include cameras, as well as um, security systems themselves, like the traditional people think of. Um, basically anything inside the house that you want to think of that is associated with watching TV or watching movies or just listening to music. Okay, so we've all heard the term smart house mm-hmm. or smart home. And what makes a smart home, actually? Um, components that are in there. So there's many things that kind of can make your home a smart home from the video side to the audio side to integrating blinds, um, shade control, um, uh, said shade control, thermostats, um, water control, so like uh, you know, flood sensors and things like that to help make sure that your house is being checked in case if you're ever away and something happens, springs a leak or something, you can get notification that uh, what's going on, as well as you know, who's coming up to your front door, um, ringing the doorbell if you're not home, things like that. Okay, so if I have a camera on my front door and I'm in another state and somebody rings my bell... I can see who it is on my phone, right? Yes, you can. You can get notifications via email, um, even text, that someone's come by the front door. Um, so you can pull up an app on your phone and see right then and there um, if they're still standing there, who's there. But you also have a recording of that as well as so that you can scroll back through. You know, oh, while in case they there. break in, you'll have a yes. You'll have their picture. You'll How have wonderful! Their picture. Yep. So is there some sort of a, maybe a speaker you can do by the front door so that you can actually talk to them through your phone at the time or no? Nothing right now. I mean, there's door stations that we sell um, that kind of give you some integration in terms of being able to communicate um, from your phone to the front door. So if somebody rings it, you can actually speak to them while you're at a, you know, in another state or um, away from the house um, anytime realistically that you can see who's there, who's not there. And if... Unfortunately, if it is somebody that you don't want there, you can kind of say, hey, just to make it feel like you're home. Mm-hmm. Or the dog could be barking the dog and there really barking. is no dog. Yeah. And right. that sounds like similar to the uh, nanny cams or you're in your office and you're watching the babysitter yes. taking care of your child. Yes, and um, we can kind of go a step further than that, though, um, because when you have integration with lights and, and music and video, we can actually have that um, 
be part of basically like they come up and ring the doorbell you can actually have lights come on whether they're out front or inside the house as well as maybe turn on some music so it seems like again if you're not home that somebody is home um and still give you communication with the front door via an mm-hmm. app or um, computer, things like Do that. Do you typically put that on the side door as well or the back door? Because yeah. if you don't have security on the back door, they we can typically break have in. cameras around the perimeter of the house, you know, whatever the client's really looking for, um, up to, you know, a kind of a base looking around the house just to kind of secure the perimeter, as well as kind of going further into that that gives them um, more access and more viewing angles of the house and around the house. Um, so not necessarily do we always put stations around every door themselves that has that communication, um, but we do have cameras typically, if we're doing something in that nature, that kind of encompasses all the areas that are somebody maybe getting into the house uh, mm-hmm. with the cam- and when you're looking at them from a camera. I know that uh, a lot of the manufacturers are making smart appliances so that they're working with Alexa or any other person that they have coming up. So... Explain to me how that works, actually. So that's done through um, the manufacturer and Alexa themselves. They um, Appliances will be what they call Alexa-enabled. Um, there's thermostats, there's light switches, um, door stations, and like you said, appliances. We don't do, deal with a lot of the appliances um, at this point just because that's not really in our field. Um, but they are out there, and they do integration you know, with the Alexa, so basically you can tell you know, Alexa, you mean you can say I'm home and have it do a certain set of sequences with your appliances and lights and music, um, as well as um, anything else that you can really think of inside there. Blinds, well, stuff like that. You know, we were talking before we started recording, and I, I didn't really know how Alexa worked. In other words, if you move into a house or you have an existing house and you get an Alexa system, do you automatically have it start working with your appliances? And Ben explained to me that they have to be Alexa-enabled or they have to be programmed. You just can't get an Alexa from Amazon, sit it on your table, and it's going to start working, right? Correct. It's got to be tied into um, everything that you have that's Alexa-enabled. You basically set up an account, and then it can start searching for the devices that you have inside your house that um, are Alexa-enabled, so it can start communicating with those. Um, for example, like thermostats is kind of the big one, um, the easiest one to get a hold of right now because you can have you know, an Alexa device, whether it's a, a dot or something of that nature, and have it communicate to other you know, thermostats that are Alexa-enabled so you can you know, be in the kitchen and tell it to raise the temperature on your main thermostat or whatever you want to have Well, talking about the kitchen, you can also have your appliances um, be commanded by Alexa if you want. But if you're going to remodel or if you're going to build a new home and you like the idea of a smart home, you have to shop for those appliances that will work with Alexa. Don't think that just because you put your refrigerator in the kitchen, it's automatically going to start listening to Alexa, right? Correct. And wait another couple of years, and I I can't imagine what's going to come. Do you have any ideas about what's going to happen in the next couple of years? No. Or do you read those newsletters? We we read newsletters, and I see things like that in that, as well as what we do within our own industry. Um, And I've seen, you know, for us with our automation systems that we kind of tie into, especially with the Alexa, it's made some big changes over the last year. Um, We used to have to do a lot of programming ourselves um, to make it communicate and do what we want it to do within the home, um, so to speak, in terms of, again, say you're in the kitchen and you have speakers in there and you want to have, you know, listen to Pandora, uh, typically you'd have to tell it, 
you know, you tell Alexa to turn on the kitchen Pandora speakers or something of that nature. Now it's gotten to be a, uh, a more natural speaking, so you can just say, tell Alexa to play Pandora in the kitchen. You know, so it, they, the terminology has changed, and the way you speak to it has changed a bit over the last. You year can and a half. yell at it, huh? You can yell. I don't know if it wants to respond to you. <laughs> um, so you said uh, the speakers in the kitchen, which is interesting. If you had speakers in every room, and you're remodeling or building, do you have to do something special so that when you want uh, just music in the kitchen or in the living room, that the whole house doesn't uh, start playing the same music, right? Yeah, we have systems that allow you to have individual uh, room control. So if you have speakers in your kitchen, in your bedroom, and say on the patio, and you only wanted a certain area, we can do that with uh, the equipment that's installed there that only controls just the kitchen or just the patio or just like the master bedroom. And you can, again, you can, if we tie into Alexa, which we've been doing, we've been doing some wiring. So that, uh, because a dot or an Alexa, uh, device is pretty common in most households nowadays, so we are able to tie into that, and we do some wiring that allows the audio to be sent into your speakers. So from that Alexa dot that's maybe in the kitchen, it'll start playing again Pandora or Spotify in those kitchen speakers just by you telling it, hey, Alexa, you know, play Pandora in the kitchen. Well, can you say play contemporary music in the kitchen and play? Um, different kind of music in another room? You can actually do that? You can do that. You just have to have the right equipment to do that, which typically, if you're going to do that, especially from, like, uh, Alexa, just multiple uh, Alexa devices. So one, you know, and what we've been doing is we've been doing multiple, like I said. We'd have one for the kitchen, maybe one for the bedroom, one for the patio, things like that. And so because of the voice recognition in it, you can tell it specifically play Pandora, classical music in the master bedroom um maybe play a spotify my spotify station in the in the patio which is playing a different you know something completely different all there so you can have different musics going on in the different areas of the house if you'd like Mm -hmm. and tell me what a dot is a dot is something is a device from alexis just a small round it's about an inch and a half tall inch inch and a half tall um and like four inches in diameter. And what does it do that Alexa doesn't or vice versa? It's the same thing. It's actually it's ba- made by Alexa. So they just have different versions. Just like there's different models of cars, they have different models of their Okay, so their if Amazon I had an devices. Alexa and I had a Dot, can they both do the same thing? And why they would can, I have one over the other? Um, because the Dot has audio outputs, and we might use those for something in terms of that. Um, so they're just different devices is all they really are. But they're still all made by Alexa. Okay. The the one thing that I'm really uh, I'm excited about, I mean, I, I really don't have it in my house, but I, if I did have direct sun coming into the windows, tell me how that works where the sun hits the window, the shade comes down, and then at night the shade could go up or maybe it should stay down. So we do that a lot of time through um, automation programming. Um, and a lot of that is based... Um, with automation systems, they read your um, zip code or your latitude and longitude. So we can do programming that says, you know, say specifically, you know, at 2 o'clock every day in the afternoon, um, the sun is hitting that window. So we can actually tell it, you know, at one fifty to close that shade so that before the sun actually starts to bleed through there um, and not it's not affecting you, not hitting you in the eyes or anything like that. And if you want it to come up, you know, in the evening, um, 
say at sunset, you can have the shot, the shades raised back up at sunset when we know the sun's going down. It's not nearly as bright. Well, when you said bring the shades down at 2 o'clock, well, it's 2 o'clock one day, but it's maybe 2.01 the next, 2.02. So how do they work with the... So with the automation system that we use, because it's based off of, again, latitude and longitude um, and your zip code, it knows, it changes with the time of day. That's amazing. Yeah. So it doesn't do windows, though, huh? It doesn't, actually, it doesn't actually wash the windows or open and close the windows for you yet. I'm sure that's coming. Oh, I'm sure it is. Well, you know, we're talking about lighting before, and I've got to tell you about um, the migration of your lights to go from your old bulbs to your LED bulbs. If you don't know the differences or the advantages of using LED, well, then you guys should call Premier Lighting. Go on to their website shoppremier.com and you'll find that phone number and you should really call them and ask for a consultant to come to your house and they will help you uh, actually set up your house so that it's brighter it's uh, doesn't have that well if you use leds they're not so yellow they will last for 25 years so you don't have to climb ladders to change bulbs so you really should call shop premier and if you're listening to this podcast you can stop by the shop, the Premier's showroom in Scottsdale, and you'll get a free gift when you mention to Ken that you listen to my podcast. I'm not going to tell you what the gift is, but you'll really like it. So hurry in there while supplies last. You won't be sorry. So back to Ben and the smart home. I think everybody wants a smart home, don't they? I think more and more Pretty people much. are... are- coming around to the idea of a smart home, um, you know, because there's a lot of things that are still incorporated into the thought of a smart home, um, from garage doors to front door locks. And um, me personally, um, the garage door is probably one of my favorite things because I ride motorcycle a lot. And so instead of having to carry a garage door open on my motorcycle or pull the motorcycle up and hit the garage door code on, you know, the, the door itself... Um, you can actually tie it to your phone through the system, through an automation system of sorts um, that reads, you know, when your phone is within an area of your house, whether you're within the radius or without a, outside of the radius. So as I'm coming home and getting within the radius, it can open the garage door for me so I can just pull right in. And as I'm leaving, as I'm outside of that radius, it makes sure that the garage door is actually shut. I don't even have a question for that. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. And I don't use that word uh, too much. So that's amazing. Did anybody ever ask you to do something that you said, I can't, it, we don't have the technology? I mean, what are some of the weird things that people ask you to do? There's, a, I mean, we get a lot of different requests, but I typically tell people, especially with automation systems and, and smart home, it's really up to their imagination. Um, I have not really come across anything yet that we have not been able to figure out or accomplish for, um, for a client. So are smart homes easy for children to work, or do we not want them to work them? Um, I think children nowadays are already more used to technology than we ever were. Um, so I think it's easier for them to pick up things and understand how how aspects of the home work. Um, and, you know, realistically, it's probably more, becoming more and more of a, a normalcy for them than it was ever for us. Mm. Um, so let's talk quickly about TVs. I know that um, you've got one in your showroom that is four put together. Mm-hmm. Explain to me how that works. Um, so that one is a video wall setup, and what that is is um, we have four separate TVs that we put in a square rectangle view um, with some processors that allow us to have one large picture on there, 
um, or we have it. You can have it separated into four individual pictures, or any combination of, um, you know, two and two. Whether we want two along the side, two different pictures on the side, or two different pictures on the top and bottom, or just really any combination of four on that one. And that's expandable to be um, really kind of as large as you want it to be. So with the little kids, you can actually they can have their own cartoons. If you have four kids, you can have, uh, you can have four, four different stuff. cartoon shows going at Absolutely. the same time. Yep. How expensive is that? Um, they get a bit pricey because there's processors and things that have to be incorporated in there to make that work. Um, so it's a little bit pricier than just you know a, a regular four TV type of a setup thing like that. It's typically for somebody to do that. It's more of a look that they're going for. Mm-hmm. Um, so cost is not typically. Um, a reason for them to do that. It's just more of a, an overall aesthetic look that they're wanting to go and so achieve. So we talked about this before. So right to left, the dimension was about 90, did we say 92? Um, 90? On our setup, yeah, it's right around 92. How far from that screen do you have to sit so that it's you're not messing up your eyes? Uh, the rule of thumb nowadays with most LED TVs is about a, a one and a half times the diagonal width of your your viewing area there. Wow. Um, so if the diagonal width was 60 inches, you have to sit 10 feet away. No, one and a half times, you said. So Yeah, it's one, it's actually, it's one to one and a half times. So, yeah, I mean, not so bad. It's not, not, not as bad as what it used to be, what people think. I mean, for instance, we have a 115-inch screen um, in our showroom and one display, and our seating area is right around 13 feet. Yeah, that's good. I think most people would probably feel that if they had a TV like that, they've automatically got a smart home. And uh, we talked about the thermostats. Mm -hmm. So typically, if you want a smart home and you don't really want to go crazy with everything being um, at your fingertips, so to speak, I think if they just did the appliances, the lighting, and the thermostat, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good combination right there. And how long would that take you to set up? Um, the thermostats obviously are fairly quick because we're just changing out the thermostat. It really kind of gets down to the amount of lighting that they're looking to do. Um, some people do, you know, every light in their house. Some people want to just do um, some pathways so they have some scene lighting from, you know, coming in the front door through the garage to get into kind of like their main areas that they like, mm-hmm. um, that they congregate in. Um, and then again with Alexa, you know, tying into all that, you can actually, you know, talk to the elect, you know, Alexa um, to have lights come on and off as well as locking the front door and things like that. So too. actually, if you had an Alexa system and you set you guys set up everything, pretty much you can have everything automated. You're really close to having everything automated right now. Wow. Um, if anybody out there is interested in getting a smart home, they can go on Ben's website, and that's www.desertvalleyaz, no, it was A-V, A-V. Yep. audio video. Or visual. Yep. All right, let's start over with that. <laughs> Go on <laughs> desertvalleyav.com. You can then get their phone number. You can go through that website, which is really interesting, and it's pretty, and it shows everything that they do. And give them a call, and they'll come out and, what, you'll assess their house we'll and assess, see how yep. smart it could be? Yep, and we'll give free consultation. They can also um, set up consultations right from the website, too, if they would like. Oh, that's good. Yep. Well, that's like automated, huh? Yeah. Good. Okay. Well, you know, I know you have to get back to your next appointment, so I want to let everybody know that if you have any questions, please call me. Uh, I'm sorry. Please email me. Don't call me. <laughs> I'm not that automated. Um, but you can email me, nancy at com. I will then, if you had questions about smart homes, I'll pass them on to Ben. 
And I want to thank everybody for listening today and hope you come back to the next one. Thank you. Thank you.